The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome in, folks, here for another bi-week conversation. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Fum, and today we're going to be talking about the Giants draft selections in the first round where they currently sit about halfway through the season. We figured it would be a good time with the bye week and the timing of the season so far to discuss some of the possibilities and some of the names that could be on the table for the Giants with their two first round picks. Uh, There's certainly a lot of options and a lot of opportunities. And as it turns out, folks, the Giants are actually picking currently, and this is probably not going to stay, but they're currently picking eight and nine back to back just based on the Bears record. And Chris, I don't think that this is going to end up staying this way. Uh, the likelihood of it happening happening right now um, is just, you know, simply pure coincidence. But it's kind of funny because a while ago we were talking about how the, this Bears pick might end up being more closer to the teens and the Bears have started to crumble a bit. They're falling apart a little bit. Um, it seems like Nagy's on the way out and Justin Fields has been a real bright spot for this team, but it actually, there's a strong possibility. I would say, Chris, that that giants pick is after the bears one and the bears one moves up a little bit more. Yeah, that, that really could happen. I I think it really depends on how Justin Fields continues to develop as a quarterback. I mean, I I really think he's going to be kind of a feast and famine player through the rest of the year. Yeah. He's got all of the athletic ability all of the tools to take over a game and really generate offense on his own but also the bears themselves are a flawed team you know they have a strong defense but if fields isn't playing well if he's having uh, rookie problems which you know, rookie quarterbacks it's what they it's what they do yeah you know, they're going to find it hard to win so yeah you know, Right now, I could see these two teams mirroring each other. I could see maybe the Giants clawing their way out of the hole they've dug for themselves a little bit. I could also see the Bears maybe putting something together and getting on a bit of a run. Or who knows, maybe they stay joined at the hip and you know the the draft clock kind of doesn't matter a whole lot for the Giants because even if they take too long on their pick, the Bears pick is right there or vice versa. Yeah, there, there's a lot that can happen, and I, I think if you just look at the trajectory of these two teams at the moment, I, I think the Bears are kind of realizing that they have a lot less to produce on the field right now, um, and, and I think that might result in 
them kind of letting a little bit more, you know, being a little bit more loose, maybe not being as focused as they were early on in the season. I think it's pretty clear that this is pretty much a um, figure it out year for the Bears and Justin Fields, meaning that that Bears pick could be a little bit higher uh, for the Giants when they're selecting with that pick. And as we are Giants fans, we're covering the Giants. We're hoping that that happens because then that gives the Giants two two very high picks and a guarantee that one of them is even higher if the Bears end up having uh, a struggling final stretch to this year. But as it stands now, eighth and ninth are the current picks. And the current draft order sits as this. Lions one, Texans two, Eagles three, Jets four, Jaguars five, Washington football team uh, six, and then the Eagles at seven. So the Eagles have two picks in there, and then there are two NFC East teams picking above the Giants. So let's hop in on talking about this eighth pick first. Um, I guess you can kind of lump them together, but let's kind of talk about some of these options here, Chris. The first the way that I want to take a look at this is which teams in the top seven are going to need a quarterback and who might be willing to spend a pick on a quarterback. Names that are thrown out there right now are Malik Willis, Carson Strong, Kenny Pickett has been a riser from Pitt, Matt Corral from Old Miss has also been a riser. I think if you look at the Lions, the Texans, the Eagles, and Washington, you see that's four teams that might not take a quarterback but are in a position to do so and are certainly in a need to hit re- the reset button uh, at the quarterback position. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that Detroit... Houston and Washington absolutely need to think about a quarterback. I mean, it, Tyler Heineke is capable of making some exciting plays, but I don't think he's much more than a backup, maybe a high ceiling backup, but still just a backup. Uh, Detroit, obviously Goff is not the future. Uh, Houston, uh, their quarterback situation's a mess. That's just all there is yeah. to it. Yeah, the Eagles, the Eagles, I think, are a little bit tricksy to figure out. Yeah. How much do they like Jalen Hurts? Yeah, he is capable of playing at a a level you can win with. Yeah. Maybe not win because of you know that you know being a top flight quarterback like that, but he is at least capable of giving them enough offensive production where they can win. Yeah, but also he is an inconsistent player. He's not a t- terribly consistent passer just yet, and he may never be one. And you know that I think is going to weigh heavily on their draft prep. But also the Eagles have a third first round pick, which right, right now is right around the fourteen or fifteen spot. So if they wanted a quarterback, they could wait until then. I mean, it's entirely possible we don't see a quarterback taken in the top ten, although. I would be surprised if Houston and Detroit both pass on quarterback. Like there are some real blue chip prospects at the top. Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, Derek Stingley, uh, Kyle Hamilton, y- even though he is a safety, but yeah, if you need a quarterback, that is your biggest need. And that really, that almost short circuits positional value. And as we know, quarterbacks, despite this class being like, it's average. It's not like it's as bad as the Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins year where everyone was saying, don't touch a quarterback unless you're absolutely desperate. And of course, the Giants drafted a quarterback that year. But (laughs) um, 
this is a year where it's there's some talent, there's some underdeveloped guys, and there's probably going to be a number of busts in this class, but there's some some talented players that could turn out to be quality starters in the group. And despite it being at that level and there being some elite defensive players, there are going to be quarterbacks that are overdrafted simply based on the value of the position. And I think that what's probably going to end up happening is the Lions are still going to take Kayvon Thibodeau. It's going to be kind of like the Jadeveon Clowney, Miles Garrett type situation where they probably need a quarterback. But let's just take the best available player and not overthink things, not overreach. Just take the guy off the board. So I'm completely taking it out of my head that Kayvon Thibodeau will make it even past three because uh, it's probably just it's not going to happen. The Lions, yeah, Dan yeah. Campbell, defensive minded, probably going to go with that. But you mentioned something that's really interesting here, Chris is that the Eagles are going to have three first-round picks. And I, I think it's unlikely that with that first one, they take a quarterback. But they have with those other two, the one before the Giants pick and then the one after the Giants pick, they very well could take somebody. Uh, you, somebody could slide like a Carson Strong or if they like Sam Howell or Kenny Pickett, they're going to be available in that range. And I, I got an update. So we're recording this on on Thursday. I got an ESPN update and I was I was looking at it. Tonight on Thursday, uh, this game should have already been passed. Kenny Pickett of Pitt is playing against Sam Howell of North Carolina. And apparently the Eagles are one of the teams that are in attendance or expected to be in attendance for that game. So there's clear interest between those two guys. I'm sure it is 100% going to be on the table and that they will be considering taking somebody uh, because I don't know if they're necessarily 100% sold on what Jalen Hurts has produced so far this year. Yeah, I'm not sure you can be sold as to Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think their their process probably should be to evaluate Hurts as well as they can over the remainder of the season. Look at him, you know, his body of work in total, and then compare him to each of these prospects. You know, does Malik Willis's just twitchy athleticism and ability to hurt defense with his legs does that? give them more upside than what Jalen Hurts has shown or Matt Corral or yeah, Pickett, Howell, these guys, you know, do they have more upside than what the Eagles know they have in Jalen Hurts? And you know, is that worth one of these picks, which uh, it's likely they'll have their pick of two or three of their top mm-hmm. five quarterbacks or maybe even two or three of the top four quarterbacks with their third pick. Yeah, personally, I could see them addressing their secondary with those first two picks above the Giants. I could see them going for uh, Kyle Hamilton and Derek Stingley if both of those guys are still around at, at their respective picks. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge... That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a... 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school 
that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And the other teams that were named to be at the UNC Pitt game, Steelers, Raiders, Broncos, and Vikings. And the reason why, for context, uh, and we always explain this with the same approach, um, for anybody wondering why the hell are we talking about these other teams that are, are looking at quarterbacks? Well, for the Giants' sake, they want as many quarterbacks to be drafted as possible before they pick at their first selection. Because if there are four guys that go, ahead of them, which is probably not going to happen in this class. But if there are four guys that go ahead of them, that then gives them the opportunity to draft a player that is going to be graded as a top five player in the class. And there are five guys. There are more than five guys, but there's going to be guys graded really highly that could be in the conversation as an elite defensive player. And some of those names that are considered, Kayvon Thibodeau, probably going to be gone, Kyle Hamilton, Derek Stingley, uh, you keep hearing about Aiden Hutchinson and George Karloftis, Andrew Booth. There's a lot of players that are in the mix, and the Giants could be very well in a position to draft one of these elite defensive players. So on that note, Chris, who could you know maybe make a lot of sense for the Giants at eight? Who do you see as, as somebody who could be very well on the table? Okay. Uh, number one, I think Kyle Hamilton could be an X factor in this top 10. Uh, you know, we both love him. We raved about him on our spotlight show, but the fact remains he is a safety and he is a safety that looks kind of like a linebacker and like Isaiah Simmons, like Jeremiah Usu Koromoa, uh, Jeremy Chin. You know, there's been a Derwin James, a bunch of these guys entering the league lately who don't really fit the traditional positional archetypes. And it's also true that safeties and linebackers tend to slide off ball linebackers. That is Uh rush linebackers. They'll go plenty high. Yeah. Th- not a problem there, but yeah, off ball linebackers and safeties yet yeah, teams tend to not value them so much. So even though Kyle Hamilton is might be the best safety to enter the NFL since Earl Thomas, uh, there's the chance that he could be there for the Giants if they're picking at number eight. Yeah, and I, so a lot of the other guys that I think come into play here, um, you know, you, you're talking about some of these names. I, I think when you eight nine, you can really they're going to pick the t- the two guys that they like if they end up selecting in this order. But I, I really do see the opportunity for them to draft Evan Neal and then go and get one of these edge players like Hutchinson or Karloftis. That that would be a really good solution to the issues that they've they've had so far. And then you can also throw in a guy like Kenyon Green into the mix, who um, his draft value is a, a bit. I'm trying to think of the way to describe it. It, it. It's it's not consistent. A lot of people have him really high. Some people have him a lot further back because he's an interior guy. Like we tend to see with these really elite interior guys. But I, I think anyone, any of those four guys for me, I think would be really, really good with those two picks because the Giants could use a little bit more edge boost because they're they're just not getting home when they're coming after the quarterback. And then they really do need to revamp that interior part of the offensive line like we talked about um, on our offensive breakdown show. 
Yeah, I, I think we could also see Drake Jackson, uh, edge out of USC, potentially work his way into that conversation for defensive players in the top 10. Again, edge rusher, the NFL likes those guys. You you can never have enough pass rushers. Uh, that's a that's kind of an old saw that the Giants have the Giants created and they've kind of gotten away from in the last few years. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with Aziz Ojolari, uh, Quincy Rocha, uh, Ellerson Smith. But you know, if you could get four guys that can develop and be you know, really disruptive pass rushers, then great, do that. Uh, also, I think we could see some offensive linemen. Now, I'm not sure if Evan Neal makes it past, say, the Jets or the Jaguars, but yeah, you know, I think we could see somebody like, say, Tyler Lindebaum, the center from Iowa, a guy we both absolutely love. You know, we could see him be in the conversation for the Giants in the top ten. You know, it's not normal to see a saint a center drafted that high, but yeah, he is a an interior lineman like Quentin Nelson. You know, really great awareness, really great football IQ, fantastic athlete, you know, wrestling background. He has scheme diversity, you know, just a nasty Maulers mentality. He can match up with just about any defensive lineman this side of Aaron Donald. And <laughs> he really could get, he could be the foundation for the Giants offensive line rebuild that, you know, in our last show, they we said they desperately need. And you could obviously throw into the possibility of Derek Stingley or Andrew Booth being on their radar. DeMarvin Leal is somebody who, out of Texas A&M, people are considering to be maybe an interior guy based on how you line up. He could also be a edge rusher, depending on how you want to utilize him. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of versatility for Leal. I think the one interesting conversation, though, is just to add in here, Chris, is, is Kyle Hamilton. We have seen the tendency for some of these these teams in the past to overthink a guy like Kyle Hamilton. And the example that I point directly to is the Isaiah Simmons draft. And the Giants are picking it four. We talked so highly of Isaiah Simmons. I wanted him to get selected where he was. Uh, same thing kind of goes with Michael Parsons. Ends up going closer to 10 instead of being drafted in the top four even though that they both the, both those guys have the talent to be drafted that high. So there is a possibility that I think that we should consider that Kyle Hamilton will be available at eight, just for the simple fact that teams undervalue safeties. They undervalue tweener guys, even though Kyle Hamilton really isn't a tweener, but there are going to be defensive coaches that say, I don't know where we're going to put him, even though it's pretty clear you just put him everywhere and let him run around and knock the crap out of everybody. But yeah. I, I am that to me, and I think I've already said this before, that's what I'm hoping for is for everybody to freaking overthink Kyle Hamilton after he runs in the four threes at the combine <laughs> and then, and the giants get to reap the benefits. Yeah. And let's look at the teams drafting above the giants. Yeah. You know, the lions, Dan Campbell, they want to, to have a, an old school smash mouth team, you know, a kneecap biting team to use Campbell's terminology. Yeah. Are they going to look at a guy who's either a big safety or a small linebacker? Yeah, at, at number one overall, probably not with Kayvon Thibodeau there. You know, the Texans, who knows what they're thinking right now? They're they're a mess. Yeah, the Eagles, 
yes, I could see their management, you know, their front office looking at Kyle Hamilton and looking at him seriously for either one of their picks. The Jets, uh, they need to get their offense squared away. Yeah. Robert Sala, you know, you know, the defense is going to be his baby at head coach, but yeah, they need to take care of Zach Wilson. They need to get their offensive line squared. They need to get hit, get Wilson some actual weapons to produce with. So I'm not sure that they're going to really look at Hamilton seriously. The Jaguars, uh, who knows what Urban Meyer's thinking? Uh, Probably hoping he could draft uh, Tim Tebow again. And then Washington, (laughs) you know, again, they, they might look more seriously at cornerback. And this is a really good and deep cornerback draft class. I, I think we could see three top 10 worthy cornerbacks go in the first half of the first round. Yeah. And edge also fits, fits into that equation too. A lot of people are talking this, this edge class up to be super deep, super talented that even the giants could probably get a guy in the second round pretty early if they, if they wanted to make that move. Um, so as you can see, folks, a lot of options for the Giants on who they could possibly take. Um, I think that the one takeaway is if you're going to go back to your friends and you're going to talk about, you know, after getting all this information, all these names, and you want to tell everybody that, you know, what everyone should be looking out for, it's interior linemen, it's going to be defensive linemen and edge players, and corners, maybe Kyle Hamilton. Those are your best bets. Hope to God that teams are way too juiced up about some average quarterbacks and the (laughs) Giants could really benefit from it. Um, But folks, that's going to be it from us. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Stay tuned for our defensive uh, breakdown like we did with the offensive side of the ball. That'll be coming to you early next week.